This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Oh, hey, y'all. We sat down with the Amy Grant, and we're talking to her today on Good Christian Fun. Yeah, I'm a kid the egg, bro. I like yuck hard. Consider the source. Hey. God, consider the source. It's me. I'm a fan of my mom. I'm sorry. You want me to perform in this? Yeah, you're Amy Grant from the Baby Baby video. The one where the man likes her at the carnival. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. And we're here to have some good Christian fun. That last clip was Miss Tina Fey talking to Miss Sherry Shepard on the 30 Rock program. This is a couple years back in which uh, Tina Fey's character Liz Lemon does get um, uh, Sherry Shepard's character to dress like As, a cultural icon. Like a, like an icon, like a legend, like a moment. Uh, good Christian fun is the podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture, the music and the movies and the entertainment made for and made by, sometimes made about Christians. That's but right. we're not here to make fun of anyone or anyone's faith. We're not here to make anyone go to church either. We're just here to have a little good Christian fun. Caroline, um, this is a big one today. This oh, is kind Kevin. of the one after which we can like end the podcast and yeah, and you know our our history and in, in podcasting forever. I feel basically. like after this, I could just sort of exit society, move to the mountains, feel satisfied with my life, float into and just space. kind of float out until until the until the sweet end. Sounds good. To, to, wow, I want to be a part of that. Okay, hey. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be a part of Caroline's right, we'll make room for two. space Viking funeral, as she's described it. Uh, she is committed to it. So you uh, you heard that voice. I think we should officially, properly oh introduce gosh. that voice once and for all. Friends and folks, she's an up-and-coming musician out of Tennessee. Uh, just kidding. She's the queen of Christian prop. She has sung her praise to the Lord, built a house of love, and we hope today she giggles like a baby baby. Give it up for Amy Grant! <laughs> Hello. Welcome well, to hi. the show. Amy, hello. Oh, gosh. Let's turn that one down for you oh, now. Man, Welcome. that was gracious. Woo. That was that, That's the, the most energe- energetic <laughs> introduction I have gotten in an interview, I would say, in a decade. Whoa. Okay, wait. Who was doing this in 2011? We'll talk to them. We'll, we'll try okay. to match them as well. <laughs> like, compete. And I will uh, say, that is, uh, this is not a, uh, a special intro song for this particular episode. That is the intro song we use for every single episode of the podcast that we do. We do really? sing your praise to the Lord. With the piano intro, with the buildup, with the credits. It sets the tone every time. That's, that's fantastic. So thank you Rich for Mullins that would be so happy. <laughs> yes, okay, indeed. Good. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Uh, and I do want to point out and uh, lampshade for everybody. I did call Amy the 
queen of Christian prop. Uh, <laughs> I, prop I, comedy. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't That's know if you good. have any bi- like any prop comedy bits yourself. But uh, yeah, not yet. No, I'll work on it. Yeah, I mean, hats, that's a prop of a sort, in a way. Oh, man. Yeah, that was actually, we had a lot of props way back when, when I did that live. Yeah. You would use different hats in the performance? Well, I actually used my my oldest sister went to college in the early 70s. And back then, they, she had a, like a steamer trunk. It sounds like something from Titanic. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. But when I first started traveling, I would use her, that rolling trunk. It was like a rolling closet. And we jammed it full of hats. Oh, my gosh. Everything from like a Viking hat with horns to church lady hats to uh-huh. all kinds of stuff. And, you know, I'm just a constant revolving <laughs> carousel great. of hats yeah, on my on. head. Yeah. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. Ahead yep. of the photo booth trend before it was a trend oh, in a way. I know. Yeah, I know. You mm-hmm. had your finger on the pulse there. Amy, we're so delighted to talk to you today. I really can't tell you how much it means to me. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is uh, truly monumental for us, I think for our audience. Yes. Uh, I'm a married woman, but, Amy, I've got a huge crush on you. And if you told me there was a shot, I, I would take it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But we're just really excited to have you. We've talked about you often on Good Christian Fun, always positively, because you Mm. are timeless, incredible, and you're just cool, Amy. And that's the first thing I wanted to say to you. All right. Amy is cool. It's of record on the GCF podcast. (laughs) But this is a show in which we talk to people who are still involved in the faith, people who have left the church, people who are questioning, people who have gone through a deconstruction process. Mm. And one of the commonalities when talking about your music is that it remains meaningful to them at whatever the time it is that they experienced it, at whatever the moment, whether it was in the throes of their, you know, highest levels of faith and being in the church or whether it was outside of it in something as a gentle reminder of that time. So we first of all just want to say thank you for that and the way that your music and your work and your presence has been a constant for so many people in their lives. Wow. Well, thank you. Music honestly has been a lifeline for me. And so um, yeah, that means a great deal. Thank you. And I'm wondering for you how it feels to kind of receive that because I'm sure in your very storied and long and, and legendary career, you've heard different kinds of testimonies, if you will, of people's experience of your of your music. And especially as you've been able to be fluid in all these different genres, not only in the sense of like cutting a hymns album or doing something more on the pop side or something that people might not even first identify as Christian music. What is it like for you to, to hold all those things when people talk to you about that? Uh, well, a lot of things rush into my head. What do I say? However it is that I have felt compelled to tell stories or sing about my own life, I, I think um, the the gift back to me has been um, that I tend. It feels like when I meet people that they um, they don't have their game face on, like their guard is down. I remember being on a trip. This was years ago. My daughter Sarah was in an honors choir, and so we made the trip with several like um, chaperone parents. I think the kids were maybe in the sixth grade. And so we were staying in downtown Los Angeles. And anyway, it was honors choir from kids from all over. And uh, but the parents just sat around, you know, the kids were busy. So we were like, okay, let's meet for coffee. Okay, let's meet for this. Let's meet for that. And early on, 
like the five or six women that were from the school where my daughter went, you know, they would see strangers come up to me and they said, hey, we feel like we need to kind of be your bodyguards. Well, we'll just kind of like shoulder people out. And I was and I said, well, it might be more interesting. Why don't we just like widen the circle and then you guys just be a part of the conversation? Wow. And okay, how did that so, work out? Well, here's the crazy thing. I'm so unaware of this, but like somebody would come over and say um, something like, like what you were saying, a, a very specific experience. I ran away from home when I was 19 years old and I was living in a parking lot at the Y and somehow I wound up having a connection with your music. And anyway, but everybody came up with a specific story. So by the end of that first day, all those other parents turned to me and said, this is so much more interesting than the conversations we have. And like, <laughs> what show are you watching? What season are you on? What song are they going to sing tonight? <laughs> yeah, but it was so crazy to just, uh, I, it, like the the getting to hear so many things about other people's lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, I, I, I guess it's because I've told a lot about my life and my stories. I mean, in my songs, blah, blah, blah. But um, oh, you don't have to blah, blah, blah yourself. This please. podcast well, is for the blah, the blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Anyway, <laughs> the communication goes both ways. Yeah. That's all I'm trying to and say. And I imagine you it was mean, nice for you too to like, you know, instead of just having this one-on-one and having to receive that, you could spread that out too among these friends and have them all like be able to speak with this person and share, you know, have what they've gone through as well. Yeah, and it's just... I mean, it's so nice to talk real stories about our lives. Mm-hmm. And music has been an, an easy way to do that. Yeah. An yeah. easy, unthreatening way to yeah. talk about fun things and hard things and, yeah, all of it. So we're at the 30th anniversary of Heart in Motion. Um, and I'll ask a question we ask a lot of guests on yeah. our podcast. Sincerely, this is, again, not specifically for you. This is something we ask everyone. How is your heart today? It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Good, good, good. I know. Yeah, I know. This time a year ago, I was kind of convalescing after a uh, open heart surgery. Yeah. And, so and I'm doing great. We're yeah. so glad You're, to hear that, by the way. Congratulations. My good old scar. You're this rocking like it. Tattooed, tattooed cleavage right there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's permanent. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, I don't have tattooed cleavage in that sense, uh-huh. but I did. Th- this is true. I did have a closed heart surgery. That's right. When yeah. I was 10 months old myself. What? So, so yes. So we're going to talk about this for the next 25 to 30 minutes. And Caroline can just <laughs> hang out and be like, okay. Oh, my scar grew like this. Water. And mine was like this. Man, <laughs> 10 months old. What did you have? What were they fixing? You know, I fully forgot what it was. So I had to text my I'm mother sure. this morning. Yeah. I'm sure she never forgot. Yeah. It's something called PDA, patent ductus artiosus. So I had surgery in PDA? On- yeah. So I was, you Aww. know, I was guilty of PDA from a very early age, I guess you could say. For better or worse. That's great. <laughs> wow, That's ten months. Tiny little tiny little guy. Thing. And your I'm, heart's been fine ever yeah. since? As far yeah. as I know, Amazing. I mean, yeah. sometimes it beats a little too fast for certain people, but <laughs> yeah. other than that, it's... Yeah. Uh, it's Isn't been... it so great? Yes. To me, I just have something that's fixable. Mm-hmm. Oh, a, what a relief, um, right? Yes. There's a solution yep. for that. Yep. Was there yep. any music that like helped you through the convalescent period? You said music has been your lifeline. Was there a lifeline or two during that time? Um, last summer, I spent so much time 
uh, outside, we've got a really neat, we, we live in a house that was built in the 1920s and it has an old garden that's really shaded and such a beautiful place to sit outside. And I spent uh, countless hours with my youngest daughter, Karina. She's 20, loves music. She's a great writer. And I mean, we just listened. We listened to so much music. We listened to Broadway, uh, uh, pop, uh, R&B, um, gr- our favorite storytellers. I mean, it was just, it, it was so much fun. Now, yeah. are and you at, uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry to cut you off. I was going to uh-uh. ask if you're at a relational level with your children now where there's playlist exchanges at all. Oh, yeah. If you're yes. bumping like Spotify, it's like, all right, mom made me a playlist or my daughter made me a play, vice versa. Yes. I don't make as many playlists. I, you know, I just, and that's not where I, if I've got some time, I'm not in front of the screen. But um, yes. In fact, I've, I got a playlist from my son-in-law last weekend that is, it's unbelievable. It's like 18 hours of music. Whoa. And he calls it Saturday Pancake Playlist. Oh, <laughs> it's my a big gosh. Pancake. I mean, it is, it's like, um, it's a great musicology lesson. Yeah, do you think it's like expanded some of your palette at all on music and what you're liking recently? um, That is more, um, yeah, well, to me, it just felt like great. There's a lot of new stuff, but a lot of nostalgic stuff on there. And so, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. She's going back to it. She's thinking about the big pancakes right now. (laughs) Yeah, I was. Yep. Well, it's yeah. funny at this stage in your life and your your career, I'm always curious as to what musicians as accomplished as yourself, how music does function as like day-to-day texture. Because even for me, it's hard for me to like discover new music and feel like kind of connected and plugged in. And I am uh, not a musician of note at all. To say nothing of someone where it's like, you've done so much of the thing, like the thing that you set out to do, like you've done all of that. So now at this stage, like, is music just like, oh yeah, that's kind of this work thing over there. You know, even if it does function as a lifeline, I think I'm thinking mostly in the sense of like discovering the new stuff and understanding like, oh, what's going on? Not even just like generally in Christian music or worship music or whatever people are doing in those spaces, but then just like generally in like all those genres that you were were talking about and discussing. Right. Yeah. Um, It's funny. I don't spend as much time sitting around discovering new music, but I do have friends that do. And I think part of that is just because I don't take advantage of technology to go like, okay, what are all the new releases today? You know, I I mean, I am an, I love live music. And for several years, we would go to, um, there's a huge music festival outside of Nashville called Bonnaroo. And now they're doing it this year where we can't go. But I always go and camp with my kids. I mean, it's the first place I heard, um, uh, Mumford and Sons. I mean, that was forever ago, yeah. but I was like, who in the world is that? First, but, and you know, I find art, new artists, sometimes you just wander in under a tent because you're exhausted. Um, <laughs> yeah. I go, I hope the music is good. I can't move. <laughs> just don't be too loud. That's all I ask. Yeah. Oh, no, it's all loud. Yeah, it's all loud. But um, yeah, I just, um, I discover music like everybody else, word of mouth. Mm-hmm. The daily making of music in our house right now is all coming from Vince's world. Okay. And I think it's just because I experience creativity in so many ways. I mean, I'm gearing up for a tour now. We had a vocal rehearsal night before last. We'll be singing all this week. Mm. But 
As far as new music being made, I will make some again, but it just hasn't been on my front burner. Yeah. Like to me, I sort of looked at look at everything as creativity. Yes. And in the last few years, I have just been so obsessed with being outside, yeah. creating spaces outside for people to gather. I sounds like a weird passion, but I mm. think it's really important. And so, um, yeah, just creating spaces for conversation, for um, the experiences, music outside. Um, but I have like I picked up a guitar last night. Um, and was just just playing and singing my thoughts. And really what I mostly thought was, man, you're rusty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's mostly what I thought. <laughs> Keep practicing. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, you know, that's that's all right. That's good. There's seasons of everything. Totally. But yeah. um, You got a little time yeah. before the tour. Yeah. yeah, a few weeks. And you mm-hmm. got, yeah, just a few weeks. Uh, you, this is like a, th- I think it's a 39, 40 date tour that you're about to embark on. Yes. And then we, and then wrap, that wraps up in November and we'll launch into all of our Christmas stuff. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I was just thinking yeah. about you and Christmas and how it's so tied into your life. And it has to be a very like magical and like very personal time. But I also would imagine you'd, you'd see December coming and you're like, I go to work. <laughs> like Christmas means work. Ding dong. For me. Santa's yeah. knocking. Yeah. The rent is due. <laughs> yeah, ch- clock in. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. It's it's interesting because, I mean, one of my favorite things about December is the work also. Mm. It really is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if you can be somebody that loves fitness and you think, okay, I'm, I, I'm getting back on the treadmill or I'm going out, I'm going to, you know, you put music behind that. And suddenly you feel like I can run forever. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. Lim- limitless. <laughs> and so you know when you when going to work, I mean I I still feel like I get to work. Yeah, yeah. I get to go. I get to do this. Yeah. And people are still showing up, and you like, wow, this is fantastic. This headgum podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura.
That's such a good point you make, especially about exercise. And that's why we're so happy to announce that Amy Grant is launching her own Peloton class on the Peloton (laughs) application. She'll be leading the class as well as uh, conducting it with all of her own music, writing while playing her guitar. All the hearts I love that. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I do love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One time time I went to a spin class. Uh I mean, I, I, I like riding bikes. Mm-hmm. I've, oh, yeah. I've had a fantastic road bike. I prefer my hybrid because then you don't flip out if you if the ground gets weird. Um, anyway, but I've taken bikes in the Bay of the Bus all across Canada and the U.S. So many great bike trails everywhere. Oh, that's such a good idea. Anyway, one time I thought, hey, I think I'm going to go to the Y and just take a spin class. And so, you know, um, I go in. Everybody is like got on great workout clothes i don't but um <laughs> and then there's a mirror across the way and i think oh, i'm not gonna look at i don't really care to watch myself sweat so mm-hmm. i'm just looking at everybody but every once in a while i'll just catch in that mirror i think who is that person going so slow like <laughs> everybody's really kicking it here and that person is clearly three times slower and then at some point i looked at the mirror and i went oh, that's, that's me, me. that's me <laughs> And then I thought, why is everybody riding so fast? Like, where are we going? What's the point of it? Because to <laughs> you me, you won't get anywhere faster. <laughs> well, also, uh, when I'm riding a bike, it's like it gives you a chance to be curious about everybody's mm-hmm. yard, what it looks like. Yes. You know, the I don't know. <laughs> Scope I, so, out the yards in the neighborhood. Yeah, a leisurely ride that. is so yeah. much more fun. I, I, I mean, I feel that way. Yeah, even if I'm going a long way, it's like. Why rush? Take your time. Yeah, see the <laughs> Take city. your time. I That's also took my one about life. spin class one time, and I just felt like I got pummeled in there. And it was only like three other people. And I, again, I was the same. Like, why? It's so hard. It's so hard. <laughs> you we, took yeah. you took the fun why? thing, bike riding, and made it very painful. <laughs> what if you did it indoors and I'm everyone's looking at you? <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. It's yeah. It, yeah. It should. It, but respect health, anybody who's got to do it. Yeah. yeah. Health should be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Health should be fun. You you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier you were talking about how when people uh, shared their stories with you, that they often had no game face uh, when they did it. That the kind of facade just dropped, and what you saw was what you got. And I do feel like it's time for me to confess that I did have a shaving accident right before <laughs> <laughs> logging onto this Zoom call with Amy Grant, in which I okay, did. Yeah, I can see I can see a, an asymmetrical look. Going. Okay, okay, well, Amy, okay. that so you Amy were supposed to tell him. This, yeah. No, I can't see it. It's all good. You know, you're a professional yeah. podcaster, Kevin, and I was like, Caroline was right. It's a little shaggy. I do need to trim it. I want to look <laughs> at my best for this icon. And I didn't notice that the clipper was off. And so there was a little bit missing here. I'm going to have to go to the barber to change it up uh, and maybe shave the rest of it down now. But yes. Yeah, no, that's interesting. No, you know, I did notice that. But um, she did notice every, it. I'm so glad. Everybody kind of has their own. You know, to me, it's just like... It's a look. Are you saying well, this could be my new signature? <laughs> this could be my new thing? It just looks like unfinished business. <laughs> and isn't that beautiful? Because we're not yet perfected, right? We are unfinished business <laughs> yeah. in this work of sanctification. You're wearing it right on your being face. being renewed every day. And I'm like, yeah, oh. that's the story my face tells, brother. <laughs> oh, man. I wish you could have seen the, the spiral he was in. Because this was minutes before we started. Eight minutes before we logged on. Um, he talked yeah. about, well, then do I shave the other side? But then it looks a little bit Hitler-y. Do I shave so my head? That. That's right. <laughs> There's a lot of options being laid out. And I, told, I reassured him yeah. no one would tell. But um, yes. 
that's not true. I think this is a beautiful yeah. picture, though, in a way, maybe of how, Amy, uh, you and your work bring out people's vulnerability. As you've brought out your own. <laughs> Truly. I don't know. I like that. Right? I yeah. like that. Well, can I tell you, one of my Please. favorite things uh, that I was in a, like a, what do you call it? Like a meditation group. And I think we met four times. But um, it was at Cheryl Crow's house. And she, we were leaving and like, she was, it was so beautiful. She would say things like, okay, I hear the vacuum cleaner. I hear all the sounds of everything. I'm just welcoming the sound of that and just everybody keep breathing. So it actually was like the, I've, the few times I went, it was very relaxing. I just don't sit around and breathe with friends. But leaving her house one day, she said, um, we were talking about something and she said, can I tell you the biggest thing I have learned? in the last year that has changed my inner landscape. And she said, I just practice observing without judgment. Wow. Just just observing to understand. Mm -hmm. Observe to understand. And that is a game-changing way to look at life. Uh You know, just to observe, oh, well, that's how, I guess that's what made sense for you today. Well, you just felt like shaving half of your... Just a little piece. Just that. Yeah. Just observe to go, hey, so I love that unique flair. That's the just flair. I think that's yeah. adding a judgment to it, which says it's flair. In all the ways I imagine not. this interview going, I did imagine oh. getting passively and kindly roasted. <laughs> oh, no, no. There is no I know, roast no, no, I know. It's not without judgment. It's like you said, it's an observation. But that almost makes it even deeper the way it Oh, man. And I'm going to be observing that mustache. Mm-hmm. Quite yeah, often. we'll be tracking the progress sure, sure, uh, in yeah. the intervening uh, days and weeks to come. Goodness gracious. Um, Amy, listen, you went on tour with Michael W. Smith. I mean, you've been working with him closely as a partner, but there was a tour you guys did uh, a couple years back called the Two Friends Tour, of which yes. we are uh, wearing the namesake merchandise. I see that. And he um, he has become, I'm sure, a close friend and a great collaborator of yours. Uh-huh. Caroline and I are two friends who have this project that we're doing together, this podcast. So I'm, I'm curious as to what the foundation and the relationship is between you and Smitty, how you maintain that, how you kind of cultivate that over the years to create a a long-lasting and fruitful partnership together. Mm, Wow. Um, He is a good friend. (laughs) And it's funny, you know, uh, like family and all your personal responsibilities and all that. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess I should say those of us that tour know the reality of you've got your road family and then your blood family. And it's so funny. You can spend so much time with people on the road and then come home and you're off for weeks, months, sometimes a year, and you're not calling each other saying, hey, let's go grab a meal. Because when you're on the road, that is who you're with. But always returning to those friendships makes for lifelong friends. What's been the most fun with Michael, this sounds crazy, but... um is getting to know his kids now that they're grown. So his mm-hmm. kids are now the age he and I were when we Whoa. met and started working together. Mm-hmm. I know, they're mm-hmm. older, actually. Yeah. And life has kind of pulled us into, for other things besides music, has pulled us into each other's lives. So one, one thing, years ago, we there was a, a really beautiful old farm that was going to be de- subdeveloped, I mean, developed, subdivided. And three families went in and bought that farm. This was in the mid-90s. And Michael's family was one and mine 
and then another family. And so even when we're, when we're not doing anything with music, sometimes he'll just say, hey, are you going to be at the farm today? Hey, That's hey, come sweet. see my chickens. Hey, come see. Let's go take a walk. Let's. And we do that more now than we ever have. Like, yeah, because of both of our lives, you know, they get so crazy. We only saw each other with work. And now, you know, all of our kids have launched. And yeah, and so it just, it's in some ways feels simpler and uh, more room for friendship. Mm-hmm. And so, to talk about probably other things than what's next or what you're doing in your work. Yeah, and I'll tell you, that. he does the craziest stuff. He is, I'm so much more of a homebody than he is, but he'll go, um, like sometimes we'll even get invitations to do the same thing. And he's like, yes. And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's pretty fearless. I don't, uh, you know, um, yeah, like he, 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 I was at the farm and he came by and he said, well, I've, I, I'm doing this thing with Andrea Bocelli. And I said, tell me about it. And he said, he, he was doing a horseback riding event. And I think Bocelli is like a seasoned lifelong rider. Oh my gosh. Okay. Even though he's blind. Um, yeah. And, and Michael was going with him and he, I think they rode horses for like, 20 miles oh and then did a concert oh my and did a concert after <laughs> and then did a concert on <laughs> all i could picture <laughs> man i know it sounded like fantastic and terrifying to me i love horses <laughs> i've had horses you know mm-hmm. i mean but, i don't know i think you should have gone on that ride that sounds crazy there'll I'm be more rides to them. go on in yeah. the future there'll be plenty more things There's to say always. no to in the future yeah i think that's good that's a good call and probably you're oh also like gosh. yeah it'll come back around it's also yeah. you speaking about smitty's kids um makes me think like oh i wonder what the next generation out of like our kids would be and what if they start a podcast together? <laughs> listen i mean my my takeaway from this dialogue is that i need to have children and you need to have children Just to so keep our love keep alive. a business yeah going. that's right to keep it, yes, yeah. keep it on track <laughs> and you know, honestly, who you work with—that's everything. Yeah, it is. It impacts. It impacts so much of your life. Mm-hmm. All the it time. is yeah. just being surrounded by great people, and and I mean that energy of doing something that you really want to do with somebody else who's equally excited about it. If you found that, you have hit gold. Yeah, yeah. It's and it doesn't matter what it is, but just somebody that you've got just matching energy, matching enthusiasm. Uh, and matching work ethic. I mean, all those things. And I, I remember years ago, um, I got this advice from a fantastic head of A&R. His name is David Anderley at A&M Records. And he was talking about w- making a record. And he said, <clears throat> now I'm going to tell you what I can guarantee you. He said, you're going to work really, really hard and you're going to make a record. And what I can guarantee you is that you will have worked really hard and that you will have made a record <laughs> and there are no other guarantees in life wow but if the things that can be guaranteed like you guys you are working harder with this podcast and you don't know where it's going to go none of us ever know where anything's going to go creatively mm-hmm. you have no idea mm-hmm. you just show up and it's so great to show up and be with people you want to be with and have fun yeah I mean, that's, that's kind of been the joy. I'm sorry to cut you off. What'd you say? Yeah, no, that's it. That's the whole thing. It's just, yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's been your journey. Well, yeah, I think so. Like in times when like we've been doing this for a couple of years, and I think that's the thing that's always kept us in it is like the, the relationship and kind of mm-hmm. like that tie. Cause even when it's like, oh, or like 
what's the audience for this or creatively or like, of course, navigating the pandemic was so tough uh, and has been so tough these past year and a half. But I think the thing that was always foundational was our relationship together mm-hmm. and that it was always fun for us. And even if like we recorded it and tossed it into a hole. Uh, it was just fun to spend time together yes. and talk about stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That said, this yeah. is the first mm-hmm. good episode of our podcast. Yes, uh, I this, don't is, believe that. this is the first one. <laughs> yes. And again, that's why we have to stop after today. <laughs> we have to go out on top. It's like, well, she did the podcast and then it was over and then it became a legendary podcast. Okay. I have a true friend question between you and okay. Smitty mm-hmm. is if okay. you have ever cooked anything from Smitty's cookbook. Oh, with his mother. Ah. Yes, his mother's cookbook. They him, him and his oh. mother. Because we have. I've, let me say this. <clears throat> no, I have not. Wow. I, 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 I like to go off script with cooking. I'm all, okay. way off script. She's but an I, improviser. Mm-hmm. But I have eaten a lot of things from that cookbook. Okay, mm-hmm. okay I've good. eaten a lot of Barbara Smith's. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, uh, you know somebody else I love, um, and he's a friend of Michael's too, but uh, Wayne Kirkpatrick. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And we used to spend loads of time together on the road and writing songs and it's also fun to me so much good energy relationship wise can it can be there when you have differences like having a great guy friend caroline you know what i mean oh yeah it's so different yeah. and it's not complicated by romance yeah you know it's just like oh, i get to hang out be with my friend yeah and yeah and i to me that's so much fun like having a, a songwriting session on the books whether it was with michael with wayne with somebody else and it's like we just get to show up we get to make coffee we get to talk about life and then it's going to turn into something creative and you know i mean a song has its kind of own life but like for Mm -hmm. you guys to enjoy your friendship in the context of a podcast everybody's just looking for a place to hang out Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know and then suddenly you go oh i want to be in that circle i want to feel that yeah. And that's, you know, that really, that's what music does. That's what you guys are doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's something, you know, that's kind of how uh, me and Caroline are basically the same as you in your career. <laughs> 100% equally as accomplished, equally as talented. No, yeah, but what I was going nice. to say is that it is, um, I think what you've done in your music and your work is provided a long form conversation. This is literally one that we put out every week and that's something where people form a parasocial relationship with it. But you seem to be in this like long-term over decades dialogue with an audience about issues of faith and life and love. And it's something that people grow with. It's not something that they grow out of. It's something that still means something to them. And even even something like doing the live shows like you're about to do starting here in a couple of weeks, you're still setting, and I've heard you refer to it as a welcome table before. And it feels like that is such a, um, a crystallization of that idea is what happens when people sing together, when you lead people in song together. Is that how you think of the live shows as well? Yes. I mean, absolutely. I just, um, I'm trying to remember everything you said. That was really beautiful. I wish, uh, yeah, that's beautiful. Um, Really, uh, anybody that's going to come to a a live show is probably not, unless it's part of a theater series and somebody has tickets, you know, which you can always tell when somebody (laughs) shows up and they don't know any of your songs. (laughs) And that's fun too, because it's like, I got to win this person over. I got to, I've got to sing them into the circle, but, um, sing them into the circle. Okay. I'm going to remember that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I feel like, you know, it's funny. Um, 
there's a, a, a song that I have not done much, but I am going to do on this tour called uh, Ask Me. And I was inspired by a couple of friends of mine that had really awful sort of systematic sexual abuse as children. But I wrote about it in a song. And, um, and I remember during that entire tour um, around the, that record, the song was called Ask Me. And anytime that song would start and the crowds were big then and just looking out over what felt like a sea of people and then you'd see these solitary figures stand up and it felt like when you talk about a conversation because I was painting a very vivid picture of a little girl and what she was going through and then you would just see men and women stand up but to me that was the most poignant like you know who that they were saying, me too, me too. And so um, it can happen just in fun, you know, and it can also happen in really vulnerable ways. And it's not even, it's just a song. But every, but suddenly you are participating in, in, the, in the same story. So yeah. Yeah. I feel like it must have taken some courage to even put that song out there and not being sure, like, is this going to connect or is this going to upset people or or how will they, or the hope they, they feel supported. But then also I, I can't think of a lot of really popular songs that are about sexual abuse in such a gentle and hopeful way as well. And I'm sure now you are getting to see that, like, yeah, that maybe that little bit of courage paid off in a big way for all these people and how much it means to them to be recognized, mm. to have their story recognized, especially a thing that is often very private, very shameful, very, very dark. And to bring that to the light and also say that there is hope for you and that we see you and we acknowledge that pain. And that's got to be really special for you to see that kind of payoff isn't the right word I want to use, but, you know, to kind of pay off for that. Yeah, that kind of connection. Yeah. Yeah, it's sweet. It's really beautiful. And even thinking about um, who's welcome at that table and something you've been discussing even in interviews recently. I think the way that you've articulated that, especially to an audience that is as diverse as yours is, is very meaningful. The idea that, you know, you might be gay, you might be queer, you might be straight, you might be trans, you might be anybody, but if you're coming, then you are going to have a seat at the table. I think that's so meaningful for people of whom those things might be true and of whom those things are their identity to hear. So I just want to say personally, thank you for that, because that's a very meaningful thing for people to hear. Well, I'm... Um, I can't imagine uh, setting any other kind of table. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that said, love, Maybe love God now. and love each other. Yeah. Love God and love each other. That's, <laughs> that's the aim. It's yeah. really it. You know, at the end of the day, it kind of all falls off, except for that. So that said, um, I, I, I haven't seen, uh, forgive me if it's been published yet, I haven't seen if there's been an opening act um, announced for your tour, but if you're looking for perhaps two hype people to maybe join you for some Southern California warm dates to like maybe, mm-hmm. yeah, warm up the crowd, do some crowd work before, like where are you from? Two from extra here? seats at the table, yeah. I guess is what we're yeah, asking. Two teeny tiny like baby chairs pull up <laughs> like to that At the welcome. kids table. Yeah, yeah it's no. a kitty table, but it's a welcome. Oh, it's a welcome to I'd be happy. Table. I'd be delighted, I'd be honest. That's awesome. Oh, that's great. 
<laughs> I mean, listen, it's happening. We're it's putting it happening. out there yeah. is what we're saying. You know, our rates are very fair. So fair. More than fair, I would say. Mm-hmm. As far like as all that, that stuff goes. <laughs> Free. Yeah. yeah. No, no. You know, Amy made a hand gesture for the listener home and uh, she nailed the, the number. <laughs> exactly. Listen, so, yeah, I mean, we're so looking forward to the tour. We obviously love the record. We obviously love all the work that you've done. And here's one question, though, that I have before maybe we get out of here and start wrapping things up. You've covered Christmas uh, so significantly over the last four albums. Now, there was um, a song on your most recent uh, Christmas album that you put out, I want to say four or five years ago, in which you told a story about your family with the potholder kits. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Does, is this ringing a bell at all? This is a story about like you got yes. everyone in the family, the potholder kits, and uh, and no one was using them. Then everybody was using them, and then here came Christmas for you. Is this story true? I just need to know from a veracity. Yes. I, I want to do my journalistic integrity right now. Yes. It's a story true story. True. Oh, my yeah. gosh. So, uh, you know... Uh, that sounds goofy. I try to be a little ahead of the curve with technology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Potholders don't fit that description, but like years and then you ago, got the fax machines. The year after, right? No, no, no. Hey, I, the, the first, the first year I ever was like, oh, you're gonna love this. This was forever ago, but I remember I got the kids all iPods. Oh, and wow. they were That's not amazing. sure what they were. But oh. No, that it was just like, well, what is this? <laughs> they didn't know. Oh no, my gosh. The, I mean, it was like ancient of days. So uh, you know, I'm sometimes I'm ahead of the curve with technology. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then, um, yeah, but I, <laughs> yeah, that potholder thing. I don't know what it is, but I am, like, yeah, I, I, I guess what I just want to pass on some of those old <laughs> crafts. <laughs> Who cares? But um, seriously, yeah, the pot holder. Yeah. yeah. So that was one of those like it went over like, oh, you're all going to love this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> everybody's looking at these like cotton loops going, yeah, woohoo, awesome. this is pretty exciting. Really cool. And then everybody kind of divided and went to their own space. And uh-huh. like I'm reaching out around the house. What are y'all doing? <laughs> oh, just a pot holder <gasps> in my room. No yeah. way. Big deal. Yes. And I was like, come down. Like, I built a fire. I knew it. <laughs> I know. Let yes. mom take a picture of that and show it to you ten years from now. No, <laughs> mom was yeah. right. Mom was cool. Mom was cool. They are soothing to make. And I'm very touched by that story too, by the way, about the iPods, because that was a that was a gift from my mother for Christmas one year. So my mother also uh did yeah. the same sort of uh ahead of the did curve. Did you know what it was or did you throw it in the trash? I thought it was a brick, so I just used it to as a paperweight for like <laughs> oh, three years. Good. So then my mom said, No, you can put music on it. No. Yeah, yeah. That's It'd good. be amazing if it was one of those like a you know, you two used to have those like iPods that was fully loaded up with their whole catalog and all their albums back in the day. But if there was an Amy sort of oh, iPod wow. where it was like leopard print uh, casing yes. a la the unguarded era perhaps and and then all the albums there that would have been cool but really it cool. wasn't so it was just a regular old do you iPod. still have the leopard blazer I have to know I do I'm trying to think where that is right now I think <gasps> it's in the the Grammy Museum in LA oh they it is requested something oh let's go get it oh my god <laughs> yeah, go yeah feel free I'm going there later if, okay <laughs> It's right there yeah, for the taking, gracious. So iconic. Yeah. And by the way, I mean, you've cornered the market on, on Christmas. You are Christmas now. You are as uh, synonymous with as Mariah Carey now at this point with, with all your work. Have you thought about any other holidays? Have you thought about like, maybe it's time for like, <laughs> Amy does Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Yeah, yes. Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. my gosh. I oh do my gosh. Halloween. Thanksgiving would be 
a perfect one. Yeah, it's table setting. Mm-hmm. It's communal, uh-huh, uh-huh, and it's uh-huh. just it's just next door to Christmas. You know, so think right. about it. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't want to wear out my welcome. Okay, okay, but you know, Halloween, baby, baby, becomes spooky, spooky. Um, something <laughs> like along those. Keep going, keep going. Oh, no, no, booby, booby. <laughs> no, just boo, boo. I guess. Yeah, not booby, booby. Come on. There's a Christian podcast, Caroline. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we could play around something with Fat Baby. We are celebrating the anniversary of the song Fat Baby mm-hmm. this year in 2021. Of course, one of your songs from, I believe, Age to Age. Um, I and think why we're... are we celebrating that? <laughs> um, Amy, it's an anthem. This, it, is okay. my, it is my alarm clock in the morning, and it's my oh lullaby my at night. Okay. <laughs> why are we celebrating that? <laughs> I was just curious. Listen, this is a body of work. That's a running song right there. And we, you know, and like like the body that is the church, we have to celebrate all parts of the body, and they're all valid and equal. From the hits, from, you know, from Ask Me, to Baby Baby, to Good For You, to Fat Baby, to Mountain Man, to all of it. It's all valuable, because it's all part of your body of work. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm not going to try to, you know, this is something people do in interviews where it's like, you should play this song on tour, you should play this song on the road. But if you did an encore, where it was it was Fat Baby or like a Fat Baby 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 medley? I think it goes a mashup. Oh, yeah, a mashup. Whoa, Fat Baby okay. Baby. It and works. Then, yes, it's about like faith, but then also like you know being a mother, you know, or whatever the case may be. Yeah. <laughs> then I think Kevin could retire peacefully to the yeah. mountains. Yeah. Yeah. I'd become the mountain man, and then yes, yeah, go that would off. be sort of your your moment. Go off yeah. that way. Uh, by the way, uh, you you had heard that joke from Thirty Rock before that we played at the top, right? With with no. Tina Fey, you'd never I heard that. Never. No. Oh my uh-uh. gosh. That's fantastic. Man, now I, I need to send you and your team like a like a supercut of all the Amy references and like this pop culture stuff. Because I know, like you said, you're you're pretty good about screen time and you don't overdo it with that stuff. And you're probably not like a, a TV watching couch potato, but man, you are a part of the culture in that way. It's true and I'm it's real. So uh yeah. I'm honored. <laughs> Every once in a while, when my son, I mean, he's in his 30s now, but he would come home from a movie or something and go, oh, just whatever, you know, for him. Mm-hmm. They referenced something about you. <laughs> you know, and this is my son that when he was in college and he went to a school in Nashville for a while, and I said, hey, I've got to be on campus for something. He want to like have a cup of coffee. And he went, no one knows you're my mother. Let's keep it that way. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> And I'm wild about him. We have a great relationship. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, I, I don't like, need Steve, that. All that on the download, please. <laughs> Whereas I would have been begging you to come to college and have coffee with me. I need Freshman friends. orientation. I need someone oh, to think I'm cool, please. Lunchtime. Can you hold my hand in the cafeteria? <laughs> right, right. I just need a little bit need that of boost. support oh. here. Gracious. Mm. Well, Amy, we want to be respectful of your time, and this has just been such a lovely conversation. Thank you for um, giving us your energy today and your words. And a thought I had multiple times while talking to you is, why is Amy not hosting either this podcast or a podcast of her own? You are so good at riffing, at going into storytelling mode, at all these things that I think make it an incredible podcast host. You should be doing this. You could be doing this if you wanted well, to. having a good time in the garden, you know? Let, I am. You know, I'm, just, yeah, I'm, I'm just glad to be part of what you're doing. Well, thank you so much. And yeah. um, you are truly beloved on this show and by me personally. And I wear this shirt with pride. And so it's just been very gratifying to talk to you today. Thank and, you. Yeah. Thank you for your time. 
And uh, I'll send you before and after pictures of whatever is <laughs> happening with um, with That's the facial good. hair. Yeah. And 25 years from now, 30 years from now, mm-hmm. when you are still enjoying your creative twosome, mm-hmm. I look forward to hearing how your kids are friends. Oh, oh thank you. That's very sweet, Amy. Well, What a blessing. Oh, thank you so much. I love that. Speak oh. that into existence. Well, well, thank you. Well, take care. Uh, Amy, if you had to choose a song of your own to go out on that we can play out the, the episode with, which one would you choose? Oh, to go out on? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like a little outro song. Oh, well, after talking about y'all's friendship. Mm-hmm. Fat and, baby. <laughs> no, I was going to say, um, good for me. Good for me. Oh, that's yeah. very sweet. Then we'll, we'll put that yeah. in right here. I'll dedicate it to the two of you. Oh. <gasps> Woo! All I'm right. They made very oh, sweet. All thank right. you. Thank you, Amy. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.